This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. We are back once again. We're getting in the habit of this all of a sudden. Um, with me is uh, the always reliable... Gr- uh, oh, no, he's not here. Um, <laughs> he's here one week, and then that's enough for him. So, uh, But we do have the other reliables, uh, Tim, the Tim Turn. Tim, how you doing, bud? Excellent. Okay, excellent indeed. And uh, all the way from Mexico, uh, Esteban Moreno. You may Hola, Kate. I'm not in Mexico anymore, Andy. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Are you working yeah. on your Spanish? The the bottom half of you still is, isn't it? No. No? You're, you're, How's your you're, Spanish coming? You're going to need it, Andy. Why am I going to need it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're not invited to my wedding. Right. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you think I would come even if I was. <laughs> what did you get for skipping the podcast last week, Steve? That's, that's all I had to do? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. I've been trying everything. <laughs> Uh, speaking of failures, I don't know how I'm going trans- to transition that because, um, this week we are doing, uh, the 2005 season. We are in week five where the Patriots travel to Hotlanta, um, to face the Hotlanta Falcons. Um, the surprisingly good, uh, Atlanta Falcons at this point, they are three and one on the season this uh, early in the season. Um, they have just come off of beating the hell out of the Vikings here in Atlanta um, on the back of nine sacks versus the Vikings the week before. Um, this Viking team was also in the NFC Championship last season. Um, that was the team that the Eagles finally beat to get to the Super Bowl, only to lose to our Patriots. Uh, so that's a good time. But there is one piece missing on this team, uh, and that is superstar Michael Vick. Steven, thoughts? Um, when I first saw this, I was like, is this the game where Matt Schaub gets injured and Mike Vick comes in and it's Mike Vick's first game. And then I was like, wait a minute. I already watched that game years ago. (laughs) Cause there's like, there's a lot of shots of him on the sideline and sweats and they they keep panning over to Mike Vick. I was like, Oh, is he going to come in? I was like, wait a minute. No, I have this backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Who was the guy that got ragdolled? The, the other white Atlanta quarterback. Who was that? I believe it was. Chris yes, Chris Chandler. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Matt Schaub, Chris Chandler, just like super generic white guy names. They like kind of look the same. Yeah. Even yeah, Matt Ryan, you can throw him in there. You know, they've been trotting <laughs> those guys out forever. My my top note about um, Matt Schaub in here is Matt Schaub discount brand Matt Ryan because <laughs> he looks just Great the same. Value. He throws the same kind of ball. He just doesn't complete as many. Basically, this is his second start. They said right. Second start ever, yeah. He was drafted in the third round the year before, in 2004. Because um, uh, he set a ton of records at, I think, Virginia, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't he parlay this into like a big contract, too, for someone? Seahawks, maybe? Nope. Uh, Texans, I thought, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, Where he then threw, I think he had the most pick sixes in NFL history. That, that was him, yeah, because he didn't have like a whole bunch like in a, like in a row. He had like four or five weeks in a row where he'd throw a pick six. I thought Jameis has That's got a, that. 
Oh, he might now. He may, he may now. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, nobody was better than Matt Schaub at throwing pick sixes. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the year before 2004, he was drafted in the third round, but he was also the fifth quarterback drafted. The other four went in the first round. Because that was the Eli Manning, uh, Philip Rivers year when like all that went down. I don't remember the other two. The, two. the, the other one I think was J.P. Lawson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bill's uh, legend. Bill's legend, J.B. Lawson, who uh, was not playing this week because uh, they had a couple like Senate to New York. And uh, Helly Culp, uh, Kelly Holcomb was in for the Bills over J.P. Lawson and was uh, leading leading the, the Bills to a victory over the then division-leading Miami Dolphins at the time in Buffalo. So the legend of Kelly Holcomb begins, apparently. It's tough. Oof. I miss those days. Do you? Of the Bills just trotting out absolute dog shit at quarterback? Absolutely. That's true, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> you still got the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh I follow a Jets fan on um on Twitter and he's like at first he was adamant that he didn't want uh Brett uh Aaron Rodgers, one of the same people. To come to the Jets, and now that he's here, he's like all about. He's like, I don't understand why we're getting so much disrespect. Like, this is a Super Bowl winning team. Like, okay. So I do like the Jets this year. (sighs) I'm big on them. Uh, No, Aaron Rodgers. I think if Aaron Rodgers like gets caught up in a sexual harassment scandal in New York, it's going to be fucking the best. I do hope he sends a check back. We may have to do an emergency episode if that happens because that's going to be absolutely. Great. It's just going to be easy. I told you so. I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you get for being the fucking Jets. Uh, so was yeah. He so when that happened, when Brett Favre did that, was he playing for the Jets when that happened, or was he still uh, with Green Bay? Yeah, no, it was with it was, the. I think, it was with the Jets. It was that. Um, oh, no. yeah. It was the staffer. Right. It was right around oh, the same right, time right, as right. Um, Broadway Joe was. Hitting on Susie Colbert, right? They just can't. They just can't yeah. help themselves. Which we also watched. That was the uh, uh, we saw that game too. It was the end of two thousand two, I think. Right. Speaking of awful Jets, it's awesome how great Geno Smith is. <laughs> now they're big fan Jets. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah big fan of that. Because <laughs> then, when Aaron Rodgers sucks, you can be like, "You should have stuck with Geno, guys. Yeah, if you hadn't broken Geno's jaw." Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was him. Oh my god, he goes jaw yeah. broken in the locker room by his own teammate over like a card fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, gambling debt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yikes! That's a that's a good locker room leader, I guess. That's classic. Yes, learned his lesson. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so let's talk about this game. Uh, if you're gonna watch it, I would say watch the odd quarters because um, this is one of those games where. Uh, each team swapped uh, dominating a quarter. So the Patriots dominated the first and third, and the Falcons dominated the second and fourth. Um, but the Patriots dominated just a little bit more because they would come out with a 31-28 win, if my math is correct. Uh-huh. I'm not very good at math, yeah. Um, on a last-second Adam Vinatieri game-winning field goal. Um, and by that, I mean there was 17 seconds left. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Tim, give me your thoughts on this game because I want to know if they match up with what I watched. 
Okay, well, my first thought is fuck Bill Sims. <laughs> him throughout the entire thing, and I got more and more angry as the game went on. Um, but I'm rubbing off on everybody here. I fucking love this. Greg Brown. <laughs> Greg Brown wanted to start a because uh, you guys weren't here. Like Greg Brown wanted to start a get off my lawn segment of the podcast where we we're all allowed to bitch about something about the game or not the game. I kind of like that. I like that idea. Um, yeah, that that was the first thing that kind of pissed me off. Uh, the other thing I was surprised about is just like. Um, Matt Schaub didn't have like a bad game. The wide receivers for the Falcons were just dog shit. They are so bad. Yeah. And then and then the fact that the game was so close was just like Asante Samuel just kept getting burned, burned, burned. So uh, I have a list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one the all right, so the one thing that I have is um, what is it? I put Asante more like I want a better coverage on Brian Kennerin. Oh, <laughs> those are my man. That's that's rough. So let's see. He uh, uh here's my list for Asante Samuel. Uh, he drops uh another gimme interception on the second play. They tried to go deep over him, and he basically had the ball go through his alligator arms, um, just like fucking fly ball that you could have caught. Classic. And then right after that, he gives up the deep ball to uh Finnerin. Like you're getting beat behind you. Um by a white wide receiver. That's a tough look. That is. And then he gets beat again, set up the end of the half field goal by Finneran. Um and it looked very similar to um the uh Falcon Super Bowl where it was kind of that like deep out Julio, yeah Julio, Julio Jones. Jones caught and got the, the feet down. It, it looked very similar to that, which is strange. Yeah. Um and then there was uh, a long uh, pass interference, like a deep pass interference play called, but they actually called it on the offense, even though it was bullshit. Um, yep. So he was involved in that. So he got bailed out with that. And then he got beat for the late touchdown. Um, I think the, 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 the tying touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. He just basically got beat clean by the double move. The the guy like faked inside and then went out. Like, just, you know, a, a standard double move. And he bit hard on the first one. And the guy was wide open for a touchdown. And then they went right back after him and got out jumped by Finnegan, uh, the white wide receiver on a jump ball. And he just like couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> so uh tough day for Sante Samuel. Although to his credit, um the the last touchdown he did give up looked a lot like that. Um the game where the, the Patriots won against the Ravens, exactly in the playoffs, where they missed the field goal to tie it right at the end because yeah. uh, Harbaugh didn't call timeout. But before that, they had a touchdown. Like the guy had the touchdown catch, but it got knocked yeah, out of his hands. This play looked almost exactly the same, but they called it a touchdown, and Belichick didn't challenge it because there wasn't like enough evidence to overrule it, you know? Because um, he caught it and like he was up in the air, and his both feet came down as the ball was getting slapped out. So it's like, eh. So I, I put a touchdown catch in quotes um, in the score sheet. But it did count. Um, I thought it should have counted. Yeah, but speaking close, of... But... I, I was going to say, um, I thought like the entire defensive backfield had a bit of a rough day. There were there should have been four interceptions. Dwayne Starks missed two of them too, right into his fucking hands, and he just dropped them. I'm like, dude, 
That's true, but I, I will also say that Dwayne Starks actually was the only one that had anything resembling a decent game because at least those are pass breakups, mm. which uh, I think he had the most pass breakups um, in this game for either team. <laughs> um, so he did okay, um, but Eugene Wilson was trying to cover um, Algie Crumpler, and oh, yeah. that's a mismatch because Crumpler has like six inches on so and he's also uh, massive. Like, yeah, and so and so Crumble just like run at him and then like cut into him, and there was nothing Wilson could do. Um, he just like ran straight past him, uh, like Steven running past the uh, the children that he coaches basketball, just like doesn't even notice it there, you know? Right, just dunk uh, right on top of him. Algie exactly. Crumple used to play basketball. Do you know that? What? Algie Crumple used to play basketball. Oh, did he? Oh no, it's Tony Gonzalez. No, did he? Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Gates. I think all three of them did. (laughs) They probably all did, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Eugene Wilson had two uh, holding penalties called on him. Uh, One was in the end zone, which set up a touchdown. So that's that's tough. Um, but I will say, I I, we're going to get into it. Um, so I'll let uh, Tim Turn talk about his uh, Phil Simms hate first. But I, I have some some things to bring up. Some complaints to air. Um, I'm so but, negative. Well, dude, if he just—he's just not good. Uh, so I thought he was great. Who? LG Crumpler. Phil Simms. Well, you fucking would. I was just talking <laughs> about Crumpler. I, I just want to say that there was um, every time uh, LG Crumpler caught the ball, they would cut to a sign in the stands that said uh, "Throw it to Algy." Like, why the fuck are you showing that sign? Like, it's not even creative. It's throw it to algae. Why? Why do they get any credit for that? That's absolute yeah. garbage. That that's that's a bad job by NBC or whoever the fuck it was. It's a bad job by whoever yeah. decided to like make that sign. Like, because it was like a professionally made, you know, like banner sign. Yeah. But all they could come up with, like paying all that money to make that sign, all they could come up with was throw it to algae. You're fucking kidding yeah. me. It's just. I, yeah. I don't... I mean, it's a tough name. Like, it, I would, if I were an Atlanta fan, I'd probably work with a crumpler, like, yeah, crumple him up or something like that. But, yeah. uh, Do we know what I Chris mean, Berman would call him? Tears for Algier, non something? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I feel like he had something off of crumple. Probably. But just but like, it, throw it to Algy. And they showed it like three or four times before I wrote the, that note. Or like, uh, let Algy cl- like clean up, something like that. It's, it's got to be something, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Atlanta, do better. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but talk to me about Phil Sims because I, I, right. I need that hate. All right, so my first one was that he's a complete dumbass. He said that Dylan scored the touchdown, the first touchdown, and it was clearly Patrick Pass. Yeah. Um, when his partner had literally just said the name Patrick Pass to score the mm-hmm. touchdown. It's like, great yeah, running back nice. Corey Dillon to score that touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing, boss. So... Uh, there's that one. Uh, I wrote that I hate hate Sims, hate him and his son, both clowns. Uh, the Daniel Graham TD was such a great fuck you to Phil Sims, you fucking bum. Um, and I'll tell you why. Again, I wrote that down too. Um, they literally just spent like uh, what like the the previous uh, like segment talking about how the Patriots tight ends have disappeared. And how like they had no catches, and it was because Corey Dillon was playing like crap, and so like the play action isn't working because like the guys who 
are closest to their quarterback are most likely to get the play action passes. And so they have not doing anything. And then Graham immediately catches the next screenplay and runs 45 yards for a touchdown on it. Such a great play too. Yeah. Stephen Neal just up chucked. I don't know who it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> defensive poor <laughs> defensive back just got absolutely obliterated. He did. He was not ready for that. No, yeah. he was not. And then Daniel Graham's little truck stick at the end too is pretty sick. Yeah. I like that. Um, Helped out by a block from Troy Brown. Yes. I missed that one. And um and your boy Steven, David Gibbons. Those are some great downfield blocking by those wide receivers. I looked it up. It's algae cinnamon crumpler. Oh, that's pretty that's good. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's fucking good. Yeah. Like you put that on a sign I, and you show that, I will giggle every time. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah, did. Cinnamon. Like, yeah, that's, that's good. But yeah, that's worth the money. That's like those people that get like stupid fucking um, vanity plates in New Hampshire. Everybody has a fucking vanity plate. I don't know why. New Hampshire especially. But they all have like, I saw one that was just the word squirrel. Like, why would you pay an extra like $50 a year for the word squirrel? And they're like, it's fucking stupid. Because what else are you going to do in New Hampshire? I don't know. Pay your property taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking highest in America. You know what you're doing that. Or what was the one that I saw the other day? I should take a picture at least I can find it. What's this one? That's not it. That's just a stupid fucking sticker. Um, Here it is. Uh, Pro gun on the back of a Ford F-150. Like, yeah, nice. you're in New Hampshire. No fucking shit, dude. <laughs> your license plate actually says live free or die on the bottom of it. I think we get it. Bro, gun. Eat a fat bag of dicks. Sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I'm still reading these Birminisms. <laughs> we're, we're, do- we're dovetailing off of a Filson hate. Oh, fucking Filson, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the hate segment. What else you got? Filson's <laughs> uh, breakdown of why uh, Fenneran caught the ball. Um, it's <laughs> I don't know why we needed to break it down. It was the Sante Samuel just blew up the play. Um, I, I did put in quotes that, um, well, in parentheses, I said, I feel like I'm nitpicking at this point, but I don't care. I just like his co- commentary so goddamn much. Um, yep. Fair. Uh, there was definitely a whole, like, towards the end of the game, too. He kept trying to point out plays that he's like, this wouldn't, this play wouldn't have happened if Michael Vick was in there. He just scrambled for like a two yard gain. Like Matt Schraub just scrambled for a two yard gain because he got outside and then like I, I don't know. Like it, it, it was ridiculous. Or or he didn't scramble and like found the, the crosser. It's like Michael Vick is still a quarterback. He can still make that throw. But just like regular, like you know, white guy quarterback yeah. plays. They're like, oh, that play wouldn't happen. Michael Vick was there. Like, all right, you fucking right. Like, dude, obviously. <laughs> um yeah, I think I only have two more. So, yeah, I was just loving how the tight ends uh, ended up doing so well um, mm-hmm. after that. And then uh, he at one point, um, he did a Bill Belichick impression. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I that. yeah I, it was somewhere towards the end of the game. And it was just like one of the worst I've just ever heard. Uh, he was talking about, oh, he kept talking about, um, I guess every week he's asking the players uh, which quarterback... Um, which quarterback started a game past the age of 40. Oh, and one of the quarterbacks is Benny Testaverde. Yeah. He was on the team and he was like, 
though he, I don't know what he said, but I was. Just, oh yeah, because yeah, he was. That's right. He was talking about um, you know, because he does you know trivia every week or whatever, and he's like, so how like can you can you guys name all the quarterbacks who have started a game over the age of forty? And you know, because like, because um, I think Vinny Testaverde was starting for the Jets or something at this point, mm-hmm. um, and so you know they they all went through and they got a bunch of them. But the one that they missed was uh, Doug Flutie, who happened to be sitting in that room. Um, so he, he tried to do his best, like, oh, I can't believe you guys forgot about Doug Flutie right here. And it was it was horrendous. Terrible. Like, I tried to do it as badly Terrible. as possible, and I still don't think I did it justice. I, yeah, I, you did a better job than, than he did. Yeah, it was rough. Um, the last criticism I had was there was a guy that got injured towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. and he's limping off the field. And he he just says hard to tell what the injury is. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, something with his fucking leg, dude. Yeah. Like he's, uh, he's literally I, hopping on one leg to get off the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can't put weight on one leg, and you have no idea what it could be. Yeah, which brings right me now. to uh, my last piece of hate. Here is uh, this is still like the big time. Let's show fucking 18 different slow-mo replays of this guy getting his absolute knee blown the fuck to bits. It's like, I, I don't want to see that. Like, there's one guy's coming off, like, holding his hand, like, oh, let's see how it happened. And he just, like, he was getting blocked, and he stuck his arm out, and the running back just, like, clipped his hand as it went by. You can just see, like, the whole thing basically shatter. Like, yeah. oh, let's let's zoom in a little bit and slow that down. Like, I, I don't want to see this man's fucking career ending, like, nope. in slow motion, fucking full HD. Like, Wait, is this Corey Dillon's last game? By the way, felt like it. Um, yeah, he was. He did get injured towards the end, um, to where he left and went to the locker room with like three minutes left before the Patriots' final drive, where they went down and kicked the field goal. So it was all Patrick Pass. Um, but he did come out of the locker room to watch Adam Terry attempt the field goal. So uh, yeah, I think it might be. I mean, I haven't looked no, up or anything. Not, not his last game. He ended up playing. 10 games. Uh, 12 games. Wow. No. I thought it was less than that. Yeah, so did I. Um, might let's talk about Cordell because this, he, he plays a few more games. I don't know if they're going to be any better than this one, though, because <laughs> boy's been on the struggle bus lately um, because they, they posted a stat uh, like in the, in the first half or like right at the first half where he had 76 yards rushing. Um, and they're like, that's a, a season high for him already. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he actually looked a bit like the old Corey Dillon. He's still kind of slow and plodding, um, which was pretty obvious when we saw him like running in the same game as Ladanian Tomlinson was. Um, you could see it was kind of night and day, the, the speed and the cuts and everything. But they were talking about how this Falcons team was like a, like a small, fast defense, um, which is why they were able to get nine sacks in the Vikings. But if you're going to line up the, the fucking hog mollies and just like run it down their throats, they, they don't really have an answer for it. And they didn't have an answer for Corey Dillon. So he was kind of like running downhill and just falling into people and getting those extra like five yards, which he hadn't been doing normally. Um, so he did go over 100 yards on the day. And during uh, I think the third quarter or something like that, he actually went over 10,000 yards for his career. Though like a 10 yard run. Yeah. That's a fucking, that's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of miles on a running back, 10,000 yards. I don't know where that's uh I don't know where he finishes like running backs wise. 
for you. He finishes as the leading rusher in Patriots history. All time. Really? In one season, yeah. Never to be broken. Oh, you're talking about the, the rushing yards of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty impressive because they actually had, like, Patriots had some really good running teams back in the day, like John Hanna. Um, I think they, I think the Patriots still hold the team record for rushing yards. Um, almost like over 2,000, like back when, you know, all you did was run the ball. Um, I don't know if that's still true, but it was at one point. I'll stat check it. <laughs> All right. I forgot that we, that we have somebody who will actually do that for us. <laughs> so you said Greg being like, nah. So I stopped asking. Hey, I stat checked uh, the Bermanism. That's true. Yeah, you're both stat checking. This, this is nice. That I, well, this is what I'm saying. I, I had just Greg last week. So so we the Patriots did have it, and they set a record of 3,165 yards in 1978, but that got broke by the Baltimore Ravens uh, with 3,296 yards in 2019. Yeah, all right, yeah, when they were just like, yeah, running basically the spread option. Yeah, because that Patriots team, I think they had like almost three 1,000-yard backs, basically. <laughs> fucking bananas. Um, yeah, but this was uh, a quality game by your boy Corey Dillon, Steve. Um, although he did, he was still showing his age because he, you know, was basically the year before automatic on short yard. Uh, situations and this one he got stopped on third and one twice by the Atlanta Falcons run defense which is you know, mm. not what I'd call impressive uh, did have not Corey Dillon huh that's the blocking's fault not Corey Dillon oh of course yeah yeah um, but uh, that, I think that's what we can say about Patrick Pass too um, who Georgia boy um, playing in his hometown I don't know his hometown but his home state um, playing in front of his friends and family, just as um, Dion Branch was. Um, and Patrick Pass got a rushing touchdown this game to open the scoring, actually. And then looked he actually looked quite good in relief for Corey Dillon. He's kind of, you know, um, the the he, he's the Matt Schaub uh, to Matt Ryan as uh, Patrick Pass is to Corey Dillon. Well, Patrick Pass plays a different position. Well, he's still running back. No, he's a fullback. Mm-hmm. Is he the Patrick Pass is absolutely the fullback? Did he well, why he, was he lining he is, up? But in the he's running one, back? But he's one of those guys that can like do both, and he's yeah. a really good like receiving um, fullback. Dude. Yeah. So what you're saying he's the best fullback in Patriots history? I don't know, dude. There's, I, I have, I have a few that I really like. Mark Edwards. Mm-hmm. Keith Evans, mm-hmm. Patrick Pass, mm-hmm. James Devlin, James Devlin. That's another one. They Sam they've Gash. had some pretty good full back, fullbacks in the Belichick era. They have, yeah. yeah, but Patrick Pass is lit. Yeah, he also plays special teams. That's true too. Yeah, my favorite thing is he only ever caught one touchdown from Tom Brady. And, and Mark like Edwards Patrick Pass never had think a he catch more. He never. Huh? Mark Edwards never had to carry more than three yards. We never needed. Mark Edwards was like a catch that back, yeah, take that the ball back. and fall over. <laughs> give me his, his average yards per carry, three point <laughs> oh. no, it's less than that. I I bet it's a all yard and a half. <laughs> Jerome bet his stat line. <laughs> uh, Five carries, two yards, four touchdowns. So in oh uh, yeah, average. <laughs> oh, but all oh, those are exceptions. Wow. All right, 
whatever it is, it'd be higher than what I would get in an NFL game. Probably. I don't know, Steve. Uh, the, the year before he went to the Pats, he had 0.6 yards a game. So. <laughs> Again, more than, more than game, I, baby. negative positive. Well, when he was with the Patriots, uh, he had a long of 14 yards and a long of 7 yards. I mean, 17 yards. Okay. All right. So, wait, who are we talking about? Patrick Pass or? No, Mark Edwards. Mark Edwards, all right. In, in 2001, he had 51 attempts for 141 yards, one touchdown. Oof. It's, like, it's uh, less than three, three yards, yards a carry. carry. Yeah. <laughs> 2.8, 2.8. <laughs> and then the second year in 02, 31 uh, attempts for 96 yards. The long. Yeah, he got it up. Yeah. So right. 3.1. 3.1. So, so he averages about three yards a carry. Yeah. 3.9 average. Fucking nailed it, Steve. But hey, in those two seasons, 27 first downs. Yeah. I bet they were all from three yards or less. (laughs) Easily. (laughs) That third and one, baby, is where you make your money. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. What else we got to talk about in this game? Uh, uh, Dion Branch, dude. Okay. Yeah. He went the fuck. Off. He, was so he had himself a game. game. They they could not cover him from like the beginning where he toasted D'Angelo Hall like early. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the first. Yeah, time. was D'Angelo Hall good yet at this point in his career? Because he did not look like it. No, he didn't. Did he? <laughs> I don't know. He, he looked like nothing. He looked like the scumbag that we know him to be. That's for sure. On the sideline, I'm like push. You didn't see? Did you ever see that? Uh, hard knocks with him and um, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, where DeAndre Hopkins basically jukes him out of his boots and he like tears an ACL or something. He goes, "I fear God, homie. I fear yeah. God." <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because they were both talking like a whole bunch of trash at each other, yeah. and then like first play he blows out his ACL trying to cover him. <laughs> for the year. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah. <sighs> He's a, yeah, he... yeah. Go ahead. Nah, that was, I have <laughs> uh, I do think Deion Branch had a, uh, a great game, but if I was going to give my game ball to somebody, it would be Daniel Graham. Because this was the best game of his career, I would say. Um, in fact, I actually looked it up, and it was the most receiving yards he ever had was in this game. Uh, five targets, five receptions, 119 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Uh, average yards per reception, 23.8. And three first downs. And that touchdown was on a fucking tight end screenplay, too, for 45 yards. Like that's, le- that's legit. And he, he made some like catches where like they weren't an easy ball either, because you know, we've been on him about dropping balls and stone hands and all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made some like legit catches. He looked like I think what the Patriots were hoping to get. Um, but this was his peak. <laughs> it's as good as it gets. Um, you'll never have this many receiving yards ever again. Well, Ben Watson got a TD too. This is Belichick's plan finally coming to fruition right now. Exactly. In this yeah. game, he's got that that dual tight end that he has been looking for. It's his white whale, I think that that dual tight end threat that he he got a, a small taste of with the uh, Gronk Hernandez year. What was it? 2012, whenever that was. Yeah, that was more like a small hit of meth. Yeah, but what a hit it was, though, Steve. That's a high. <laughs> if you wake up in your house 
blood all over your hands. <laughs> hey, you know, you do what you got to do. So, yeah, so you actually had two receptions of uh, more than 35 yards in one game, which for Daniel Graham is fucking great. Yeah, um, this is like, it's just one of those things where he just gives you that hope and then just yeah. takes it away. It's like, it's, it's that, that flash of you can see what he, he could be. Mm-hmm. If you if you could catch, <laughs> which the flash of Gronk, yeah, it, it's it's basically Gronk, um, except Gronk did it all the time, right? Yeah, he would have been the Gronk, and then uh, Watson would have been like the Hernandez. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was the idea. Well, um, Watson was pretty big too, but yeah, he's, but he's, I he's think he's fast, a lot though. faster, M- much more nimble. Maybe not as good a blocker, you know, basically like the Gronk Hernandez duo. Um, or I mean they're they're trying it again this year too, right? Uh, they tried it last year with um, Johnu, yeah, uh, who's gone. Uh, now they bring in Henry. Uh, Mike Gesicki. He's been practicing with the wide receivers too. They're saying, oh yeah, yeah. I mean he's basically a glory. He he's as much of a tight end as um, what's his name from the Chiefs is, you know? Hopefully. Yeah, I I mean neither are gonna block a fucking. Defensive end without help, are they? Like Ron would. Or like Daniel Graham would. Ben Watson could. Could he? I don't know. Probably. He was a big boy. He I, th- was, I think towards he, the end, he, he became a better blocker. That's probably true. Yeah. Didn't he? Wasn't have... he the one that, uh, like, he, he tried to come out of retirement, like, if you, like after Gronk retired, um, but then got popped for PEDs, like, immediately because whatever he was taking, like, because he was retired, got, like, flagged. So he came out of retirement, he immediately got popped and was suspended for four games, the first four games of the season. Our boy. <laughs> like within a week or something like that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Watson? Mm-hmm. Because he went to the Saints for a while and then retired. Yeah, yeah. And the Patriots got him to come back out of retirement to come play for him because they were like, Gronk had taken so long to fucking retire that he they got left in the large thing to have one. Oh, yes. Yep. I do remember. Yep. Yeah, I'm seeing that. In 2019, he got a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some good. That's some good longevity. He's played in this game, and you know, right? Yeah, can offer PEDs in 2019. Yeah, our boy for that. Do what you got to do, right? Uh, yeah. So first quarter, great. Second quarter, <laughs> here's the halftime stats that they put up. Um, the Patriots in the in the first quarter, 14 points, 164 total yards. Uh, the Falcons, zero points, 50 total yards. And then the second quarter. Patriots, 52 total yards, zero points, and uh, the Falcons at 172 yards and 13 points, including um, an unpatriot-esque ending to the first half, where Atlanta um, gets the ball, and actually they had a, a huge punt return call back on holding for my boy, um, fucking uh, Alan Rossum, who I only remember from Madden, because I, I used to play as uh, the Falcons only because they had Alan Rossum um, and his name Ryan was awesome and so I try to take every single kick return back regardless of, of how badly I uh, screwed myself and it worked once against uh, an old roommate who was known for his anger um, so this was the last game in Madden he ever played against me because I was just screaming awesome Rossum in, in his face as I returned his kick return for a touchdown um, like that's why you don't kick it to a man who whose name rhymes with awesome or some shit like that. Um, so I have a soft spot for for Alan Rossum. Um, no fucking clue who this guy is. Well, that's strange because uh, 
his 7,940 career kickoff return yards are the most in NFL among active players in this game. Like wow. he's he's like one of the most dangerous kick returns, apparently. Yeah. Um, and almost broke a punt, uh, but it got called back for holding right at the end of the half. So the uh the Falcons have the ball uh with 45 seconds left. And uh as soon as they Samuel does his uh typical let's give up a whole bunch of plays, um, so the other team can come down and score. Uh so they they get within uh whatever the distance is to be able to kick a 58 yard field goal. And I don't know who their kicker is, but uh, he ain't got a leg for 58 yards. So they're like, fuck it. Send out the punter. Cause the punter's got a fucking cannon. And so uh, he takes, he takes a kick um, and misses wide, right. But it has like enough leg, but it turns out that the pages had called timeout right before he kicked it, you know, as you do. Um, but that just gave this fucking kicker another chance to just fucking boom one from 58. And this time he splits the uprights, kicking the longest field goal of the season um, to match the fact that he also has the longest um, punt of the season so far of 67 yards in this game, um, this far in the season. That's so a little stat for that guy. It's not bad, right? He's got the, the longest punt and the longest field goal. In the NFL in 2005, up up to this, and he doesn't even play in Denver, right? Yeah, 58 <laughs> yards in the dome. But yeah, he, but say. fucking uh, yeah, I think it's Phil Sims again. Let's bash a bit more. Phil Sims like, well, you know, 58 is like a 53 yard because you got to take five yards off because they're playing inside a dome. That's not how the atmosphere works, but okay. Um, <laughs> I just I don't understand why you would freeze a punter. What why why are you freezing a punter? I yeah, was, I like. I'm so pissed yeah, about it. Very unpatriotic. Yeah, first shot is going to be the worst one. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. If, if, if you miss it, you give him another yeah. chance. Yeah. You can, you can fucking, yeah. But if he had made it and then they, they, and he had called timeout and you made the first one, like that, that would have been a kick in the dick. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah. So Michael Conan, K O E N E N. Shout out to him for doing that. Uh, so, but that's how the, the first half ended. So the Patriots, uh, go into the half up 14, 13, um, cause they scored two touchdowns in the first quarter and then nothing in the second. Um, and then the third quarter, the Patriots literally come out of the locker room and like, you know what? Fuck it. Done fucking around. It's very like what I remember being the typical Patriots answer drive, you know, like they always seem to have one back in this time. Regardless of how good they were, you know, like since 2005, they don't go anywhere in the playoffs. Uh, we saw it again in 2002. Like they would still have that. All right, shit's kind of slipping away on a team that we should be beating. Here's an answer drive. And uh, in this case, it was um, <laughs> uh, two plays, one minute, 78 yards, touchdown. Huge pass to, uh, let's see, who was it? Uh, yeah, um, first pass PG. was. Yeah, the first pass was to Graham um, for 40-something yards, and the second one was uh, uh, Ben Watson's first ever NFL touchdown catch for 35 yards, I think it was. Oh, did you see Phil Simms totally missed that, too? Oh, my God. You said the first catch of the season. <laughs> Wasn't it you that was talking shit about Phil Simms messing that a few weeks ago? Me? Yeah. No, this is the first game I've watched this year. <laughs> and I haven't really watched it. I only watched the Patriots' touchdown possessions. That tracks. Glad you're here, Steve. Thanks. Hey, you're lucky I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I feel about it, too. 
Um, so yes, Ben Watson's first ever NFL touchdown pass, which um, is only not- notable because, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, um, this is not his rookie year. This is his second year. But he got hurt in the first game of his rookie year and missed the entire season. So this is kind of his rookie year, even though it's technically not. Kind of like, you know, how all those stats that show um, quarterbacks in their first four years and how good they are. And they always like fail to mention that Tom Brady played three snaps in in his first season. Um, So they count that in backup time, garbage time when the page is getting blown out on Thanksgiving in 2000. So a little factoid for you. Ben Watson. First uh, first touchdown catch in the NFL was not his rookie year. How about that, Steve? That's what I'm saying. This drive here, because it goes bam, bam, tight end, tight end, both of the seams. This is Belichick's. He's like, fuck, I had to wait a whole nother year for this shit. Yeah, this is his wet dream. It's perfect. He yeah. loved it. Um, which actually, he was very excited to win this game. Um, I actually clipped it because uh, the last time I saw him celebrate this much after a win, was that when Dolphins came when the Patriots walked off against the Dolphins, yeah, with the ADR yeah. bomb to Troy Brown. I thought the same uh, thing in overtime. It, it's yeah, on it was, the uh, time highlights. Oh, was it him? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a highlight. Bill Belichick smiling. He like threw his uh, headset up in the air, was like yeah. hugging people and high fiving and shaking hands, like literally like uh, hunting people down to, to like give them a, a handshake. Like this, this is very Belichick like. Yeah, I thought it was really weird when he tossed the headset. Yeah, yeah. For a, I think a week, he knew he fucked up a little bit in coaching. A week, a week four, non-divisional game too, you know. Yeah, but hey, but I mean, this, so this is a good tight end wet dream coming true. Yeah, good Falcons team. Yeah, no I Michael do. Vick, I, even though they I had was to. A big fan of a, uh, yeah, they they um the Falcons apparently were like um keeping whether or not Michael Vick would start very close to their chest to the point where um, I talked about Matt Schaub didn't know he was actually the starter until Friday after practice when he was told to break down the team. So um, that's good. Um, and then, yeah, this, this whole, I, I, I they, they were talking about also how um, Doug Flu, Doug Flutie was playing the part of Mike Vick in practice. Um Probably basically just like taking a snap and running around like a fucking madman, which is kind of Doug Flutie's game anyway. But yeah. I would pay like actual money to see a video of that practice of Doug Flutie doing the Mike Vick impression in practice. Fucking amazing. I wonder if he was like trying to throw it lefty as well. Because is Doug Flutie, I feel like Doug Flutie would be the type of guy that would like go all in. Yeah. And like takes his job very seriously. Yeah. And do everything lefty. At the end of the day, like it didn't even matter. They they practiced for that and uh, kind of I think got torn up in the passing game because of it. Um, but this was also the best uh, rushing attack in the league by a bunch, according to Phil Sims. I don't know what a bunch means. There's a lot of ball washing. Yeah, a lot of ball washing. But um, the work done was pretty good, except on blitz pickup. Yeah, well, he still picked it up. He just couldn't do much to slow anybody down because he's like four foot nothing. Yeah. Well, he did blow up one linebacker. I don't know who it was on a blitz. Uh, uh, I think it was your boy, Monty Beisel. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Monty. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I think I think it's work done. Wasn't he the guy that's just like an incredible person off the field? 
Yeah, they said that he won uh, a Walter Payton Award. Yeah, I feel like I still see things now of like, like he builds homes for people and just like builds homes and then like gives them away to people. Um, like that sort of good person. Like that, that's all he uses money for is like, for, like nothing but charity. One of my favorite guys. I just saw I thought him as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think he was for a long time, but this was kind of his almost breakout season. Like he, I think he already had like almost 400 rushing yards coming into this game. Um, and the, uh, what do they say? The, um, I mean, a prime work done and prime Mick, Mike Vick combo is deadly. Exactly. Those yeah. guys are crazy elusive. That may also be why I played as the Falcons in Madden because no, yeah. you could just run well, the ball. I chose the Falcons not from like Vic, but for this other guy who could return kicks. And his <laughs> Dude, name I awesome. No, I, I think I think you underestimate the pettiness of which I have when I play against other people in, in video games. I, I, I don't underestimate that at all, Andy. I grew up with you. <laughs> it sounds like you do, Steve. <laughs> Sounds like I need to teach you another fucking lesson. The I still only remember video the summer. games I play, Andy. None. Are real life video games, okay? That's not a thing. How does that work? It's called Golf Simulation. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Okay. okay. I'm not, not going to talk shit about you. <laughs> that does, no, that does that did satisfy my question. Like, yeah. that yeah. Asked and answered, that, right? There. <laughs> Uh, real life video game I only play on the finest golf simulators I bet you do you fucking stooge I don't know if they have those down there I feel like oh they, they do I tell you exactly where they have them everywhere they have them hey, that's who we were oh for, yeah. okay I get what you're saying uh, gotcha. fucking Steve <laughs> Steve's the type of guy who when he gets a job will basically become the expert on whatever it is that he's doing overnight so like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it's like cleaning pools. He fuck he knows everything about pools. He'll tell you where all the best pool places are. He'll tell you all the fucking how to clean that pool. Fucking been, I know how to do this. Like I I'll fix your pool. Don't even fucking worry about it. I got this. Wow, what a terrible trait. How what a piece of shit I am. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not is saying you actually knew trait? how to do it, Steve. I'm just saying you talk like you did. <laughs> this this is a no, weekend of the job. You're like, nah, I, I do I know. I know. Shit. I know everything about pools. You 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 mean help when you're pool? You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> need to buy a car i got you yep see anything about golf yeah fuck it's steve oh, everything you gotta go to especially especially if it's not real golf yeah if it's video, video game golf steve real, brown real video game golf yeah what about real video game what about fake video game bullshit, golf? playstation shit Pff, fuck that it's for plebes <laughs> mark me down as a plebe Steve Brown is just fucking. Oh, fucking I had you. I had you pegged for a plebe as soon as I saw you. <laughs> hey, he calls him like he sees him. Oh god! Speaking of plebes, fucking Gus Scott, dude. <laughs> this, this guy gets run over more than a guy that gets run over a lot. I can't think of anything Steve but Brown. like, dude. <laughs> Steve Brown in a car dealership. <laughs> I don't get run over. <laughs> Yeah, because you he know got, everything about car dealerships. Yeah, that's not the point of being a car dealership, Andy. It's not to get run over. Otherwise, if it was, I would. He'd be doing it overnight. Uh, exactly. Yeah, you, he'd be the the most run over ever. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gus Scott. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I was I was trying not to write too many negative things about the Patriots defense because when you go from Rodney Harrison to Gus Scott, like shit's gonna go south a little bit. But this this team was rough. Um, they uh, have not stopped an offense from scoring in the red zone yet this season. Um, teams were had nine touchdowns and three field goals and twelve attempts coming in, and I'm pretty sure the Falcons uh, scored on every single one of their drives that got to the red zone. Um, I mean, they, they held him to a couple field goals, but I mean, whatever. I don't know, they only hold him one field goal. The other one was a 58 yarder. <laughs> the rest were touchdowns. Um, they can't get off the fields on third down, um, which gave like giving up a shit ton of long drives. Um, although one good thing about this was that they did a good job of holding this, um, Falcons rush attack, minus Michael Vick, obviously. Uh, who was averaging 209 yards rushing a game. Um, they held him to 50 yards in the first half, and I think the Falcons finished with like just over 100. It's like 116-ish, something like that. So yeah, held to half. Vick, He's like half of their rushing half. He's like right, three so they held him to, and they held him to half of their rushing total. It's about right. So they didn't do shit. <laughs> they did. They held him to half their rushing. I mean, you play, you right. play who's on the schedule, Steve Brown. The, the way that Phil Sims talked about work on you would have thought that um, he was the greatest one of them all time. Oh, you want to hear what he had to say about work done? Oh, I have I, wrote, I have some notes. Are not, I have some football or not footballs that are pretty much all wrapped around him. So. Yeah, let's do it because I have a couple here. I'll give you one. <laughs> okay, you go. So Phil Sims um, drooling over, um, <laughs> over work done. Uh, and this this is the actual quote. Like, I'm not taking out of contact or anything. Look at his body. As a strength coach said to me, he might not have big arms or big muscles, but he has the legs of Bo Jackson. I feel like Bo Jackson probably wants those back then, no? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, is that football I mean, or not football? I mean, without the look at his body part, it's just, you know, it's fine. Look at his body. To describe it, he's just relaying what a strength coach t- said to him. Why did he steal Bo Jackson's legs? Well, Bo Jackson, I'm assuming, has fucking thighs like tree trunks. But why didn't he give them back? Bo Jackson needs those legs. He said legs like Bo Jackson. No, he says he has the legs of Bo Jackson. Come on. Steve. (laughs) You're splitting hairs, Andy. Look at his body. Steve. Steve. Look at it. Would you just look at it? Work done. Look at his body. I can't. I can't. I didn't watch it because I didn't watch any of the Buccaneers' offense. Very but, naughty. I, yeah, that's right. But that Bo Jackson is what he's like six, six something, like two hundred pounds. Yeah, Bo Jackson, five, five foot nine, one hundred and eighty pounds. He's he's that's the insane. same as Steve Brown. <laughs> half of those, half of those poundage are in his thighs. Yeah. I don't know. Well, on TV, cool it didn't look that big. <laughs> Because he, 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 actually, he actually did come back to it, too. Um, when Warwick done, I don't know, broke a tackle, maybe. Uh, and the quote was, look at the size of those legs. They are abnormally big legs. And that was the pause, too. Like He had that pause before abnormally. He's trying, he's trying to come up with a description. He's like, those, they are. I, I think he wanted to say centrally big legs, but then he realized he was on air. Um, so he censored himself. Abnormally big legs. But he was saying it yeah, just like he had very nasally. He was very 
he, he was all over the place. He, he was tripping all over his words, I noticed, too. Like, he just, I don't know if he was hungover or something. He just, he did not. Wilson's just garbage. Boy, was drunk. Yeah, something. All right, coming back to it, it is a little weird. Yeah. Steve, Steve, look at his body. Warwick Dunn, look at it. Doesn't even look like a football player. Look at those legs, Steve. All right, look let's keep moving. The size of those um, legs. Yeah, cool. They are abnormally big. Football or not football? Not football. Um, <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we got to do to get Steve to play football, not football, to make him super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Rubbing the head, everything. <laughs> then, 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 then he'll, he'll do it just to move on. All right. Um, Andy's rubbing the head. We just can't see it because we can only see his face. Oh, dude. <laughs> Very naughty. Steven. Uh, speaking of very naughty, Tom Brady in this game. Mm. Very naughty. Mm. Um, apparently, he's been crushing the milestones. Um, if this man had a bucket list, it's fucking full right now. Or empty. I don't know. What do you do? Do you empty a bucket list or do you fill it? Cross it off. All right. Well, that is not an actual bucket, Andy. It's like a, a list you do before you kick the bucket. Well, that's not as fun. I actually want a bucket. I want to fill it with shit. Dude, he's not even like that bucket of his is only like one fifteenth percent full. He's like, oh, 15,000 yards. Does he end up with like 300,000? I don't think he's quite that big, but he ends up with a lot of yards. <laughs> yeah. Statue, indeed. Yeah. So in week Ooh, two, he 100 his... TD passes, like a oh, big fucking deal. Do you know how many this guy gets? 89,214 yards. Yeah, that's it. He's already at 15. He only ends up with 89. Fucking scrub. All right. Uh, but yeah, week two, he had it, like you said, his 100th touchdown pass. Week three was his 50th win, and week four was 15,000 passing yards. And in this game, his first incompletion came with 10 minutes left in the second in the second quarter. Not too bad. And it should have been caught. They have given spring touchdown. It should have been, yeah. And it was, it was, I mean, it was a great play to avoid the free rusher coming directly up his face like Tom Brady took some fucking shots in this game the whole Tom Brady never takes hits sort of thing because after he crossed the age of 40 he decided to like curl up on a ball every time there's a free rusher instead of standing there and taking a shot directly to the fucking sternum for no reason this was still back in the take the shot directly in the sternum era Um, he, he got beat to bits in this Um, but he also uh, fucking played out of his mind too. Like that deep ball to Bethel Johnson, uh, damn near scraped the roof. He threw it so high. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And almost overthrew Bethel Johnson, which I feel like is hard to do because Bethel Johnson has that's one straight and that's run fast straight. Like that's his jam. He had like two steps on his defenders too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they were yeah, saying that that was that the only play that Bethel Johnson had been in on offense in the entire game. Uh, <laughs> he's got one route come on. and you're gonna know what it's gonna be but you can't think he's gonna do too fucking fast. i don't think he got one after that either no that was his second catch of the season um the first one was for three yards <laughs> and then that 55 yard bomb uh but like brady hit him in stride 
on this fucking moonshot. It looked very similar to like a, a Russell Will. You know how Russell Wilson just like fucking like skies it every time and just hopes somebody will run under it. It looked just like that, but on purpose. And also like in, at the beginning of the game, he hit um, Dion Branson's ride too. In what looked like exactly the oh, same yeah. pass that Matt Schaub tried to make, but uh, Asante Samuel should have caught. There's same on that like first drive where he like fell down, got right back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so that brings with with this win that brings Tom Brady uh, an undefeated nine and zero in a dome, uh, which makes me wonder like what his. I mean, obviously, his never doesn't stay undefeated in a dome, um, but I'm wondering what his actual dome record is because I bet it's fucking uh, probably better than his like overall record like win percentage wise obviously um, which I think makes what he's done like I'm curious like what the splits are like does he have like more average passing yards in a dome than not which you would assume he does because I want to I want to know like what his numbers would be if he played in a dome like like if you got drafted uh, by the Colts you know what I mean that check um I think it's gonna be a tough one to go. I don't know if this. I mean, that's from StatMuse, but it says. This says he has a 251-84 record in his career. Yeah. Which still not bad. Can't believe your website doesn't have this stat, Andy. Come on. It might somewhere. I don't know. It's been uh, <laughs> but for for stats, it says that he has a 71.7 um, completion percentage on 427 attempts. With, uh, 3,671 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 7 picks. In a dome? In a dome. That's pretty good. Mm. It's average for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not astronomically higher than what he normally does. Um, all right. Uh, anything else anybody wants to talk about? Well, just the Dion Branch thing, like they just they kept picking on that uh, Jason Webster. I just felt like this is one of those games where they talk about, you know, how they were like Branch and Brady. They're just on such a level that they can look at each other mm-hmm. and change the play. Like, I felt like they did that because there were so many times where they would just kind of look over at each other. And if they have enough space, the quick pass right to Branch gets nine, seven, eight yards. Exactly. Yards. Yeah. Yeah. Just chunk plays. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It happened multiple times. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It, there's no like, there's no call or anything. I remember. Uh, some wide receiver talking about that exact thing um, where if Brady looks at you, um, then that actually means something. Like it's a, it's a kind of a, a check, but then Get if he like looks ready. at you again, it, it's, it, it turns into something different or it's, it's like all the, and like depending on where his hands are when he looks at you like that, that like the, the amount of like bullshit that Tom Brady has like put into the system eventually is just like out of this world, which makes so much sense why new guys coming in take so long to like get up to speed with a Tom Brady offense. So, uh, what I'm saying is it's not Nikhil Harry's fault. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, I, I blame Tom Brady for that one. Just that one. Joey Galloway, Joey Galloway's fault. Or who was the fuck? Who was the Colts wide receiver that came over at the end and like, Lasted, like, yeah, lasted two practices. Like, nah, fucking, I retire, <laughs> dude. You gotta respect that. I mean, yeah, but oh boy. All right, uh, I, I have one last thing, and uh, I'm gonna need to uh, have you guys listen to this with me because I no, thought I heard something. That same weird Phil Sim shit. 
No, no, no. I, I thought I heard I something from the crowd. Oh, there's more um, weird Phil Simms shit coming. But you can actually ignore Phil Simms for this. It's, it's better if you do. Um, because I, I heard something in the crowd. And I don't know if I heard what I heard or not. Good hit by Brady Smith and Jason Webster. It's a screenplay to Troy Brown. They run it because they're trying to get a few yards so they can kick a field goal. That's what Bill Belichick was hoping for. Did you hear that? Whoop, there it is. The crowd is changing. Whoop, there it is. In 2005. What? Why? Why is that a why is that a chant at a, a sporting event? What's wrong with that chant? Well, the, Are they the, losing the, at that point in the game? The problem with it is it, is that it, they're they're saying "whoop!" There it is, Steve. I don't get it. what's the problem with that. That's a sweet phrase. Or "whoop!" There it is. It, it's, it's it's everybody knows that. It's like as popular as "Happy Birthday." Do you want to know when that song was released? The eighties. Hey, you want You want to guess? Anybody want to put out a guess? Is it the eighties? No. I'm gonna say ninety one. Oh, very close. 1993. So yeah, 12 years that, later, it shouldn't have... People still it. saying it. What do you mean 12 years no, later? No, they don't. You know, like, it's not cool times. anymore. Because that's, yeah, that's the shit that. that your parents are talking about. What, what, what game have you gone to where they do that to you? I'm not saying the chant at a game. People say that shit all the time. No, yeah, but I'm saying a collective dudes. amount of thousands of people doing that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It makes us one dude weird. to start a chant. How do you think all chants start? Uh, on the internet, uh, usually, actually, now. I mean, I, all right, let, let me put this. What, what, which is worse, Steve? Um, the entire crowd in Atlanta in 2005 chaining the 1993 song, Whoop, There It Is, or somebody showing up with a um, professionally made throw it to algae sign? Was the Whoop, There It Is after a big hit? Uh, it was after a, a third down stop on third and 16. Mm, I'm going to go yeah. with whoop, there it is. When if it was after like music. a big, like thunderous hit, then I'd be like, whoop, there it is, bitch. You know, like I, I could get in on that. Yeah. If they, if there was a thing that they chant it though, did. Yeah. And well, you like, say that and everyone's like, yeah, whoop, there it is. And the next guy, he's like, whoop, there it is. And everyone uh, just starts saying it. Because uh, everybody knows it, Andy. Everybody knows it. That's my point. I, People uh, who weren't born then know it no I, I i bet they don't absolutely i i bet the kids on tiktok don't know well, there it is i bet it i bet they do i bet you no. search TikTok, their parents well, there it is. there's probably a fucking billion videos of it yeah from old yeah, people pull, steve pull your basketball team yeah yeah exactly pull your basketball team i, I haven't coached in like five years all right well fucking find them email the parents <laughs> well you just search tiktok for whoop there it is it should come up or something i don't know i don't tiktok yeah, I'll ask my nephew. My nephew's 13. We'll see. Uh, oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get back with the results. <laughs> Deal. Um, the, the one last note that I just wanted to have was Larry Izzo on kick returns yeah. was nasty. Yeah. He was so good. He had some yeah. thunderous hits. He, he's a fucking human heat seeking missile, that dude. Yeah. He can, he, because I mean, you know, they're, I know Alan Rossum. His fucking name rhymes with awesome, so I know how good he is. So I'm waiting for him to like break something. But every time he get past that first wave, and here comes Larry Izzo just fucking lay the wood. It's mm-hmm. amazing. He was doing his best uh, Teddy Brewski impression. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was dropping Before people left and center. It was awesome. Oh. So 
All right. 1,600 uh, TikTok videos. That's not very many for TikTok, Steve. <laughs> to say. It's more than you think. You if, you're, if you're not breaking at least 10K, then it basically means nothing. I say this as someone who has absolutely no idea. Yeah, about right. Like you have any concept of TikTok? I mean, neither do I. But. I was channeling my I was channeling my inner Steve Brown. Uh, all right, I think that's about it. So uh, let's do some best and worst. Steve, you want to go first? No. All right, good. Go first anyway. You can't make me do anything. I make you show up to this fucking podcast. No, you don't. I show up voluntarily of my own That's volition. I don't know why I do, but I do. I see. I rest my case. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm forcing you. It's just manipulation, Steve. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Steve, Andy. How about you go first? You never go first. I'll go first. Yeah, I'm just leaving it for you guys. I got plenty of stuff to talk about. No, you go. All right, my best. Okay, I'll go first. My worst is Andy as the lead on this podcast. My best is the fact that I have a mute button. I could fucking just mute you right now. I wish I had a mute button. You're talking about Phil Sin's thighs. Steve, you know, my best. Is that really is. what it was, Andy? Were you, were you transferring to Phil Sims and you're thinking about Phil Sims thighs when he's hey, talking Steve. about it? Steve, look at his body. You're, you're thinking about Phil Sims' body. His, oh, like, look at the size white. of those thighs. They are. He's just—he's probably like legs. wrinkly. He's got some some weird skin things going on. Those legs abnormally big. It was all Daisy. All right, let's see. My best um, was Phil Sims, uh, key to victory for the Falcons defense. Confused Tom Brady. You got it. You got it, Phil. Nailed it. Great idea. I forgot about that. <laughs> That was early too, and I thought, oh, oh dear. Um, and let's see, uh, where was my worst? I had it here a second ago. Um, oh, Jim Mora at halftime. Uh, he's kind of like the wonderkind at this point. Um, he is. This is his second year coaching the Falcons, and last year they took him to the NFC Championship game, so he thinks he's hot shit. Um, very similar to um, McVay, I think the Rams. You know. Thinks he's super fucking smart, but now his team is falling apart around him. Um, so he's first of all, he's ten and one at home as a head coach, not bad. But at halftime, he's like all like giddy, he's like, and uh, you know, he's doing the halftime interview. He's run off the field. I'm like, oh, what do you think about that? Uh, w- was that your call to to send the punter out to kick that fifty eight yard field goal? He's like, nah, that had nothing to do with me. That was a, a coach's decision or whatever. Um, and then he's like, oh, yeah. and he turns to Bonnie Bernstein, who you know puts up with way too much shit. And looks like he goes, are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Bro, you're losing, I first of all. <laughs> and second, wow, all, you really? lost that's again. Your, that's your worst? He credits, no. you know, as a good leader should. He, you know, he deflects success and accepts blame. No, and then tries to worst. encourage those around him. That's that's your worst. No, I was, I was just coming up to my worst, and I, I caught sight of that. My worst? Alan Rossum. He uh, was supposed to be good, I thought. But he really didn't do anything on kickoffs. And then uh, he had... Uh, on punts, he called two fair catches like way fucking early. Yeah, like, and they made a comment about it though. Yeah, and, and you could tell like every time he did it, he was like, "Oh fuck, I messed up." And he did it twice, and this is supposed to, and like both of them were like in kind of not great situations too, where like if he if he had gotten some yards there, it probably would have set them up for some uh, some pretty good situations. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I I can give you more if you want to see, but that, that's that's a good start. Do you want any more? No, this is why I have you go first, so you don't have to listen to all of them. All right. I'll go next. I don't want to take all yours, Steve, because it's not like you watch a game or anything. So, My best was the interview with the coach at halftime and how he was crediting his staff and not taking all the credit himself. He could have easily said, like, yeah, we we practiced it, and it was my idea. I knew that he has a big leg, so I sent him out there. But he didn't. And how cool is that to have the longest punt and the longest field goal in the NFL? What's your worst? Listen to you talk about. Uh, Steve, uh, we can't hear you. Uh, can, can you unmute, please? I can only mute him. I can't actually unmute him. <laughs> I can only I can only click the ask to unmute button. <laughs> I can click mute yeah, and then out. it turns to ask to unmute. So <laughs> sorry, but you're gonna you're gonna figure gonna out how to unmute yourself. I don't know how to he's do not it. gonna do I don't think he's gonna do it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, oh, I know how to unmute myself. I would rather stay muted than listen to you because when it mutes it turns off the audio too. Hey, look, we agreed. On something. All right, Tim, what's your best and worst? Did you already do uh, it? I've lost track now. Well, we already know what my worst is. Um, Phil seems. Yeah. What's your best? Give, give me a good best, Tim. Give me something uh, positive to take away from this game. I mean, my best was the um, branch. Just how that's, that's dominant funny. he looked. Every every possession, he was just. Doing his thing, he just and doing it in front of friends that. and family too. They they said yeah. he had a uh, sold twenty five tickets this game or something. Or yeah, and they, they and that wasn't even enough. Right. Yeah. 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 And then he looking just, like uh, he's worth a first round pick. Yep. Well, that's lucky. I it, it just it, it pissed me off thinking about it, and I'm just like, how many years? Like how dominant or like where could he have been if he had stayed like mm-hmm. with the Patriots the entire time? Like where mm-hmm. would he have ended up in the rankings? In the annals of yeah. NFL history, if he had just been a lifelong Patriot, yeah, because because him and Tom Brady had some like a connection that oh, you don't yeah. see uh, Brady unreal chemistry, yeah, unreal. Yeah. It just like, from the Belichick, Belichick. Stuff, yeah, yeah, makes me hate Belichick. I just <laughs> your worst is Bill Belichick letting him go. That too, and then the the other th- I did have another worst. It was just uh, just Tim Dwight. He just this wasn't a game that he got to showcases. Yeah, well, he, he as a former Falcon too, uh, he seemed like he was pretty chippy about this game. Like he mm. was, he was yapping the whole time he was on the field, which wasn't very much. But yeah, every time he fair caught the ball, he was trying to start fighting the entire <laughs> kick coverage team. Yeah, he was another one that was pissed when he whenever he had to uh, fair catch the ball. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'll, I'll give you one last positive note to leave this on. Um, one of the non-Patriots highlights was um, a touchdown by uh, Walter Payton's son playing for the Titans. And apparently he had like, you know, he wasn't obviously Walter Payton. He was a, uh, you know, just like a regular football player. And it worked his way through like the the, uh, the World League or whatever it was called. Like the, you know, uh, but the yeah, NFL yeah, Europe. NFL yeah. Euro. And finally got his chance to start. Uh, I don't even think he started, but he was playing for the Titans and uh, scored a touchdown for them. Pretty cool. So Walter Payton's son. Royalty, baby. It's going to be a tough, you know, burden to bear growing up. Right, yeah. And yeah, I feel like if that were me, like, you can't play football. It's like Tom Brady's kids. Like, they can't play football. Because no, you or, won't be Tom Brady. Or else. Jordan's kids. 
Yeah, literally anything else. Fucking take up squash. Sports. Yeah. (laughs) Play golf. Pickleball. Pickleball. Done. Tom Brady playing pickleball. Yeah, real video game. Yeah, they could play. They could play real video game golf. Simulator golf. Well, they could play fake video game golf. It's even better. A whole lot easier. See, better on your knees. From what I've heard. Do we want to do? uh... Go ahead. No. I don't want to keep engaging Andy. This is going to be like, we're going to be here for like 20 minutes. I'm ready to be done. I think I'm out. I think that's all okay. my notes. I took a lot of notes. <laughs> all right. Uh, what's next week, Steve? Fuck if I know. Typical. Patriots traveling to Invesco Field at Mile High. A terrible name for field. Um, take on Mike Shanahan and his Denver Broncos. Coming into this game, four and one, I'm riding high at mile high. Ain't that right, Steve Brown? You know all about that. Uh, no, I've actually never been at Denver. I wasn't talking about the Denver part. We will see if the Patriots can continue this win streak or if they're going to keep bouncing back and forth between wins and losses because they still have not lost two in a row since uh, 2002. Not too shabby. And I feel like they That's won't for a long time. That was a, a pretty long record. So that's what we will see you next week on the Pages Dynasty podcast. So we will see you later. Adios. Later. Tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. If he fucking shows up. <laughs>